Welcome to From Water Into Wine with Mignon Morel, the place where we discuss the practical and supernatural ways of the kingdom of God that are relevant to your life. And now, today's podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Mignon Morel. Today, I'm going to share with you a teaching that I did a few years back on soaking. Soaking and soaking prayer are great disciplines that we can add to our walk with Christ. They help us to get to know Jesus better on an intimate level, to learn more about uh, our callings and the way he created us, as well as it helps us to get more acclimated and sensitive to his presence. Learning how to soak and do soaking prayer helps us grow in an intimate relationship with God. So I wanted to share this talk with my new listeners, especially for those who may not have added it to their lives. So here is the talk on soaking. So tonight, we're going to talk about soaking, okay? And before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about the purpose of soaking, all right? Because soaking is something that is actually only come up in the church, and by that I mean like in the American church, probably in the last five years, okay? When we first started soaking, we didn't know that's what we were doing. We had a little home group that met because... I have been kicked out of my last church for moving and healing and and signs and healing, and they just couldn't handle it. So they asked if we would please bless ourselves elsewhere, which was fine, you know. And so what happened was the Lord put us into a season of having a small house group or home cell group, or I don't know what y'all call them here, home, home groups, you know. But our home group really wasn't tied to a church because we are the church, so we had people that we had Episcopals and we had all these different denominations. So it was really exciting. And the Episcopals were the best at bringing food. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if you ever want to have a good party, invite some Episcopals. Okay. They are wonderful at that. So we would have these, you know, meetings. We just got together and, uh, before we would start listening, we had different podcasts from different people because the Lord had told Bill and I, okay, I'm going to take you out of the church for a season, for a season, because I want to do some work and expose you to some new things. Because we were getting, seeing people getting healed, seeing people get delivered, and people were freaking out, okay? Because that didn't, doesn't happen. At least with the time where we were, that doesn't happen, okay? And if it does, look out, you know? So... The Lord said, I'm going to bring you over here into a safe area where I can teach you about what your calling is, where I can teach you about what a true Christian is. Christian means little Christ. That's the word, okay? Think about that. Whoa, thank you, Lord. Little Christ, okay? So we had this time, we all got together, and what happened was we would put on our worship music, we'd do some live worship music, and then we'd put on our other worship, like some regular worship music, and God's glory and presence would come, and we'd just be like, whoa. And so this would happen every time we got together for like an hour and a half. And finally one day I said, Lord, what are we, what's going on? He goes, oh, you're soaking. You're soaking. And so soaking is about getting to know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in an intimate level. All right? Now, you know, many of us settle for religion rather than relationship. Okay? Knowledge without experience is useless. 
okay? Head knowledge of Jesus without an encounter with Jesus is useless. That's called religion. And religion does not inherit the kingdom. Relationship inherits the kingdom, okay? And Paul talked about that in Ephesians. He said that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, and you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Intimacy with Jesus is what releases the fullness of the kingdom and God into our lives, okay? You know, Jesus uh, longs to share the secrets of heaven with you. You know, he longs to have intimate moments with you and give you visions of what's coming for your life and give you words of what's coming for your family, you know? He longs to have time to show you the things of heaven, to show you the different things of heaven, you know? And he wants to reveal to you how to pray for the people in your lives and the person in front of you and get it right the first time, okay? But you'll never get there if you don't go into deeper intimacy with Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only door. He is the only door to the kingdom. It's relationship with him that gives you access to heaven while you're here on earth, okay? And gives heaven access to move through you to impact the earth around you and the people. Do you understand? Matthew 7, 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Okay? Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, evildoers. Who is he talking to? He's not talking to Joe Blow on the street, is he? Mm-mm. He's talking to his people. You know, God honors his word. As believers, we need to get that understanding, okay? He will answer our prayers for healing because he honors his word, okay? But that does not mean that we know him by our heart. That does not mean we know him by our heart, you know? And like I said earlier, we're coming into a time and a season where in, this, in the world where we're really going to have to know Jesus by our heart. If you want to have greater success in your walk as a Christian, okay, and you want to have greater success in your ministry, okay, uh, you're going to have to get acclimated to God's presence, all right? There's no power without his presence. And there's no presence without intimacy first, okay? The amount of power, and by this I mean supernatural power and gifting that you walk in as a Christian is directly related to how much time intimacy you have with Jesus. There is no shortcut. 
Now, God will answer his word. He will honor his word. But the amount of power you walk in, okay, is directly related to the time. And one of the best ways to grow in intimacy with the Lord is through soaking. So let's talk about what is soaking. What is soaking? Soaking is waiting on the Lord in his glory. It's waiting in his presence and expecting God to show up and have an encounter with him. Soaking is a time of personal resting in the spirit, okay? Waiting quietly and expectantly before God, waiting for his presence. Um, It's not a time of intercession, though it can contain intercession. It's not necessarily a time of prayer, okay, or making requests, though it can contain that, okay? Um, It's really a time of meeting with God and letting the Holy Spirit in God's presence direct that meeting, all right? And it's a time when Jesus starts to come and you start having more personal encounters with him, just like they had in the Bible. Soaking is also a time when God will bring healing and deliverance. I'm going to share a story of healing. Um, After we started soaking, we had been soaking for about, oh, maybe a year. And one morning, I got up, and I had had been going through a season um, where... I had been taking um, a prescription medication. Um, before I became, when, when I became a believer, and I'm going to share more of this tomorrow, I was in a car accident shortly after I got saved. And um, from that accident, I developed a disease called fibromyalgia, which is a neuromuscular disease. And basically what that means is you're in pain all the time. <laughs> That's basically what it means. <laughs> and you're tired all the time. Anyway, we had gotten a measure of healing. I had gotten some deliverance, but I was still having to take this certain prescription drug they give people, which was um, called, was it Zoloft? I think it was called Zoloft, which is an antidepressant. The problem is when you try to come off this drug, (laughs) there are really bad side effects, like suicide, (laughs) um, rage, (laughs) you know, all these wonderful things. And so, you know... I had tried to come off. I'm putting it nicely, dear. I had tried to come off of the Zoloft on my own, and I would have this, like, ridiculous, like, be angry, like, why did you look at me that way? And so Bill was like, please go back on the drug. (laughs) Jesus will heal you in his own time. You know, so, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord. So I I really, you know, at that time I was growing in my understanding of who I was and how the Lord was going to heal and what was going on. And I didn't want to be on these pills anymore. I'm like, Lord, I know better now. I understand better. I don't want to be on this. So anyway, I sit down to have my time of soaking with the Lord and um, I go into this vision. All right. And in this vision, the Lord Jesus comes to me and he walks me up to like the, I can describe as like a throne area. But what I saw were these hot coals. Okay, And he took a coal in the vision, and he placed it on my head. And in the natural, I could feel a burning. And in the spirit, I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? He said, I'm burning the side effects of that drug out of your nervous system. And when I came out of that vision, I never took another pill, never had another side effect. Okay? That's one example. Now, I want to make something real specific here because some people can hear this, and they'll be like, oh, that's new age. Soaking is not new age. All right, soaking is not new age. It's not meditation, new age meditation. And it's not a waste of time. Okay? 
soaking is very biblical. King David was probably one of the greatest examples of someone who soaked in the Lord. Okay, biblical examples. And again, he didn't call it soaking. He called it waiting on the Lord. Psalm 136 says, My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Psalm 62.5 says, My soul wait only upon God and silently submit to him, for my hope and expectation are from him. Now, Strong's defines the word wait as, I'm going to probably massacre this, kawa, okay? And it means to hope, to hope for. That word wait means to hope for, to look for, to long for, to be expectant of, okay? And that's exactly what soaking is, okay? It's waiting patiently and expectantly. It's waiting for God to show up and meet with you. I mean, seriously, sometimes when we pray, we don't expect God to show up. I mean, I'm being honest, you know, when I was starting to pray, it never crossed my mind that he might actually show up. I mean, I'm being honest, okay? You know, until I learned about his presence and learned about it and thought, okay, now we wait till his presence comes. Then we pray. You see what I mean? The church has the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth is our deposit. He is the greatest communicator between us and heaven. All right? But most of us don't know how to hear or respond to his voice all right, um, or respond correctly even to his presence, okay? So soaking helps us to become more familiar with the Holy Spirit and the way he communicates the truths from heaven. You know, Jesus said in Scripture that he still had more truth to reveal to us, okay, and that he would do it through the Holy Spirit. And this is John 16, 12. I have still many things to say to you, but you are not able to bear them or to take them upon or grasp them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce... And declare to you the things that are to come. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, draw upon what is mine and reveal, disclose, transmit it to you. Okay? So what Jesus is saying there is that he still has truth to reveal to us. Do you understand? Sometimes the church grabs this, we got the Bible. Everything is here. And it is. Okay? The Bible is supposed to actually be a doorway to encounter the Word of God. It's a book we're supposed to move into and through to encounter God. The Word of God. Okay? So, why make time in your busy life, because all of our lives are busy, okay, for soaking? Why make time? I'm going to give you three good reasons, okay, in addition to what I've said. First, soaking is all about intimacy with Jesus. It allows you to have fellowship intimately with Jesus Christ. Jesus wants you to know him as he truly is, not through any filters that may exist or any religiosity you may have been taught. Jesus wants you to know him as he truly is. 
Paul, the Apostle Paul, talked about that intimacy with Christ was of extreme high value, okay? He says in Philippians 3, Yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and the supreme advantage, gosh, of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord and of progressively, progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. And what that means there is of perceiving, recognizing, and understanding him more fully and clearly. So Paul says um, everything else is lost, okay? Gifts, power, angels, miracles, walking on water, okay? Everything else is lost compared to knowing him. So number one, you get more intimacy with Christ. Number two... Soaking helps you to become more acclimated. By that I mean um, sensitive and uh, to the presence and person of the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit is more than a nice deposit. Um, he is the spirit man of God. Okay? He's the spirit man. He is the power source of God. Okay? And he is an individual being within the Trinity. Okay? Again, he's not a nebulous force, all right, that exists around us. He's a person. And the Lord Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as a person by using the pronoun he. In John 16, 13, this is just one verse, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. And he is a part of the Trinity that connects us with the Father, okay? That's what what Paul meant in the Ephesians 2. He says, now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us, okay? And number three, soaking helps you to discern God's presence, his glory, hear his voice, God's voice, all right? And learn about his will for your life. Because everybody has a destiny here. God has a specific plan and purpose for each one of you guys. I had no understanding of the will of my life for God before I started soaking. He started revealing things. And I was like, there's no way that's for me. I'm losing my mind. And then these prophets would come by and go, do, 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 do. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh. You know. And now I'm actually starting to walk in what was done. Okay. He's really good. The Lord wants you to know his will for your life. He, He wants you to know your destiny, what he lined you up for. Because if you know, then you can work with him, right? That's pretty practical, huh? But it's true. So soaking helps you discern uh, more what God wants for you. Um, And the good thing about it is you learn to distinguish what God's voice is so you can distinguish when it's not him. Okay. I want to take it a bit further and talk about some of the different types of things that you can experience when soaking, okay? And I'm going to share some personal examples of what I have encountered by uh, when soaking by myself and with others. Main goal is intimacy with Jesus. Um, uh, having Jesus revealed in more of his fullness in life is always, always the number one reason for soaking. So what I'm going to share with you, I just want you to remember that, okay? 
that's the number one goal with soaking, okay? Colossians 2, 2, and this is a great verse, says that in Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, okay? So if you want to grow in wisdom and knowledge, okay, you need to grow in your relationship with Jesus. So here are a few things. Number one, when you're soaking, you can receive prophetic information, okay, uh, during your time of soaking for yourself and for others, okay? Time he gave me a vision prophetically. I saw an older man. This was about it. This was was it 2009, early like January, December. Yeah, January 2009. I saw this image in New York, and what I saw was an older man with a suitcase of money, and he was running out of this building, and a big explosion happened of white. And I'm like, Lord, what is that? Well, that was the Bernie Madoff scandal of stealing people's money. That's all that. And the Lord was saying, I'm showing you these things. Okay, God can show you visions of heaven in soaking and what is going on in the heavens. Okay? You know, uh, new sounds that are coming forth. You know, uh, you know that Revelations was originally an entry in the Apostle John's uh, journal. Do you realize that? Okay? This massive vision that we call the book of Revelations was a journal entry of what God showed him, okay? God can show you nothing has changed. You still have the same access as they did. He can show you what's going on in the heavens as well, okay? Some of the things he's revealed to me um, that are coming, um, that there are new sounds that are going to be coming forth in the body, and that the sounds, when they come, they're actually going to reveal an aspect of God as the great I am, aspects of his name. For example, he's going to release sounds that are going to reveal an aspect of God as Jehovah Rapha. So when those sounds are released, healing's going to happen. Okay? And there's different kind of things like that. So that's one thing. I've, I've seen a lot of things going on um, in heaven, uh, up in the heavens about what God is doing. And I've had people come and tell me, okay, I think I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I saw this place in heaven. I think it's heaven, but I don't know. And it's the same exact thing, okay? And you'll find if you actually go out, a lot of the younger people, the Lord's already decided that he's not going to wait 20 years to get our attention and get us out of the religiosity and get us out of our pain. And so he's starting with these young kids. And they're like, I woke up, had a vision, went to heaven. I said, what's for dinner? You know? I remember when, sometimes if you're an intercessor, it's probably common when you have times you'll have intercession things happen. The Lord showed me different countries in my time. Uh, one time he had me pray. Um, one time I was up in this vision. He had me pray for Venezuela and Bolivia and said, there's an alliance that's trying to be formed. I want you to pray to break it. And I'm like, I don't even know where those countries are. So, and I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I'm not proud of that, but I didn't. So, you know, I prayed. And when I got done, he had told me that the leadership of those countries were trying to make an alliance. I didn't even know what the leadership of those countries were, okay? So I prayed, and then I got online, and the news that day was an article about Venezuela and Bolivia, Chavez and the president getting together to sign an agreement, okay, to have an alliance. So I was like, whoa, Jesus, okay. okay. And God has done that to me several times, so... That's God can show you heaven. He can show you what's going on in the heavens, okay? Um, when soaking, uh, like I said before, you can have experiences where the Lord comes to you and brings healing and brings deliverance. I've had God bring areas of healing, inner healing. Recently, he came and he showed me a place 
Uh, he showed me a place in my heart because I was asking God to bring healing. Because um, the more healed you are, the more life of Christ flows through you. Okay? So he came and he showed me and he showed me this vision. And it looked like two little me's. That's all I can describe, like two little mignons. He says, I want you to look closer. One of those is not you. And I was like, okay. So I'm looking and this one was me. It's a little, little mignon, a little person. And then there was this demonic thing. I said, what is that? He goes, that's a doubt caster. I said, okay. He said, it's the voice you think is you, okay, that causes you to doubt. And it's been with you since you were very young, but it's not you. It's the enemy. And so I went through deliverance on that, okay? That just gives you a little bit of an idea, okay? The Lord is really good. He can pinpoint every little thing. And in soaking is the time he can do that and come in and bring you healing and deliverance, okay? And, and things like that. Soaking is a time where Jesus reveals more to you of who he is. I remember one time, I had, and I think I shared this before too, but it was really an impactful vision. I said, Lord, how do you hold everybody in your heart? Lord, how do you know everybody's thing all the time? You know what I mean? Because, you know, I wonder. You know, I can really tell, handle the people that I got to pray for, you know. And he showed me, and he showed me, it was like we went up above the earth, and the Lord showed me like a film strip. He showed me one little person. It was a little Indian boy. And what I saw was that person actually, uh, when Jesus uh, thought of them, they actually ran through Jesus, okay? And as that person ran through Jesus, okay, he knew everything about them. He knew their generations. He knew their gifts. And he knew everything about their life, their emotions in every single way, okay? And so it would be like one person would go, shoo. And they would have this encounter where he experiences them. That's all I can describe to you because he let me in on that for a brief second, okay? And then I saw how it really looks. It was like, shoo, 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 shoo. And everybody was running through him, okay? And I, for a brief tiny second, had a little bit of a feeling of what that was like. And I was like, whoa. And then he showed me how I had this vision how the entire universe and everything was encapsulated in the outline of his body, Okay? Everything was created through him. That's what the word says. Nothing was made that was not made through him. Amen? Okay? So soaking is a time when Jesus can come. All right? And you might be thinking, well, that's great. Who cares? <laughs> you know, he will give you direct information for you too. Okay? Um, the point is that you're with him and you're making time for him to come to you. Okay? So those are just some kind of, you know, uh, supernatural experiences. I had another one that was great. Friends of mine, they do this awesome ministry where they go to Africa and take on all the witch doctors and all that kind of stuff. And people get healed and delivered and arms grow out. It's awesome, okay? And uh, they, <laughs> they're constantly attacked, and they wonder why I don't want to come, uh, you know. <laughs> but I got this text message. They were in South America doing a crusade. And the, the guy of the ministry, he doesn't function in the prophetic. He, he's, his greatest gift in this ministry is faith. So everything he does, when the Lord, he does by faith, okay? He doesn't give a prophet. doesn't get words of knowledge, any of that kind of stuff. So I get this, you know, email, hey, we're doing the crusade. If you have any words from God on what he wants to heal tonight, let us know, okay? And I had just been soaking, and I was just kind of laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, you know? So I, uh, I'm okay, Lord. So I go take a shower, and I'm like, Lord, do you have any? I mean, I'm just going to ask. And he goes, yes, I do. He said, tell him, I deaf, um, ears, eyes are going to be blind, are going to pop open, ears are deaf, and I'm going to do this and this. And I'm, I'm like, okay. And so I sent this thing back to him in, in faith, okay, thinking, 
that my friend was going to put it with the other things he got back from people and take it to the crusade, okay? But what my friend was doing, he was already at the crusade and he was on stage, okay? So he gets the email and then he says, God's going to open all blind eyes tonight. If you need your eyes to be open, come down front. And they all got healed. When he told me that, I almost had a heart attack. I was like, you did what? You know, he's like, yeah, you were dead on. Everything you said, God just did it right then. And I was like, you know. So God's like, Mignon, it's an adventure. Okay? That's good. Amen? Amen? But like I'm saying, soaking is how I got to that place where I could hear God. So I could tell when his presence came into the shower that I wasn't making things up in my brain or wishing, oh, it would be really great, God, if you did this. Do you know what I mean? And so... He, and he honored that word and healed those people, which was awesome. So, all right, how do we talk? How do we do this? How do we do this? All right. First, I want to say this. You can never outgive God. God is the most generous being in the universe. He's actually outside the universe, but he's still the most generous being, okay? There's nothing you can give God that he cannot give you on, okay? Be it finances, be it love, be it goodness, be it blessings. You can never outgive God, Okay? Be it time spent waiting on him, okay? Now, having said that, you cannot spend five minutes with God a day and expect to have supernatural, wonderful encounters, okay? I know our culture teaches us that if we have to wait past five minutes, something is wrong. That's not the way it works in the kingdom, y'all, all right? God's never in a hurry. You know, you're building a relationship with God, not an attitude towards him. Okay? Okay? You're building a relationship with him. If you only spent five minutes with your husband or your kids, you wouldn't have much relationship, would you? You know, God is good. He wants to give good gifts to his children. Okay? It's true. He sent his son to die so that you guys could have, and us and me, we could have access to him. All right? So I I don't want to sound harsh, but the truth is, you know, I think he's worth more than five minutes. So, spend some time. I normally would suggest when you're on your own, okay, 30 minutes. And I'll tell you why. Because the first 10, 15 minutes, you're going to have to calm your mind down. All right? We go so fast that when we stop, okay, that it's like, you know, it takes a while for your brain to stop running. Why do you think people watch television so much? Think about it. It's like, isn't it? It's like an escape. Okay, so when you first start soaking, it's very normal for you to have like 40,000 things going on in your head. And so instead of just going, you know, well, that's it, I can't hear anything, I'm frustrated, you just, okay, it's going to take me a little bit. And you give those things to God, okay? So I'm going to tell you how we do this, and then we're going to do it. Okay, first, time. You commit time to soak. We talked about that about 30 minutes, okay? The next thing we do is usually we put on music, Worship music, okay? And now um, people have all different types, and soaking music is just now starting to get popular, okay? It's a new genre, actually, in the Christian music market. You can soak to anything. You can soak to hymns, okay? A lot of people soak to instrumental music because it keeps their mind from being drawn, you know? I'm, I'm a singer. I was a singer many, many years before we ever got into the Lord. And so when I have a lot of music, a lot of singing, I get attracted to that, okay? It's very difficult for me to shut that down. So what I will usually do is start with some worship, okay? And I will press it in worship for one or two songs, okay? Because, you know, the Lord says we open the heavens 
Okay, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Okay, that means you're moving into the heavenly realms. You understand? You know, it's just me and my iTunes or me and my, you know, whatever that day. Okay, and I'll press in for like maybe one or two songs until, uh, until I've worshiped the Lord enough where this presence starts to come. And then the music will switch to something that's usually instrumental. Okay, or tongues. Okay, and then I wait expectantly on God. I let the Lord direct that time as opposed to me going, hey, Jesus, I got a lot of things to talk about today. You know what I mean? I'll let God direct that time and say, Lord, you do it. Okay? I also pray what I call a covering prayer. Okay? I did this prayer because I was getting a lot of people asking me about the warfare. And so the Lord said, just make a covering prayer. And we're going to go through it tonight. And I have copies on the back table you can grab on your way out. Okay? That you can use. You don't have to use this. If you haven't soaked before, it's a good thing just to get your understanding. Does that make sense? Okay? So I pray the covering prayer. I start the worship, and I start to let the anointing come. And then I press in to his presence. That means that I focus with my mind. I focus with my eye. I press in. I can almost feel my spirit just pressing into God. Lord, I'm here. I'm waiting to meet with you. And then the Lord usually will start to move. He'll speak to me or show me something, or he'll say, tell me what's on your heart, okay? Does that make sense? And then when I'm done, I typically write the things in my journal, okay? If I don't write them in the journal, then I don't know when the words come to pass. I don't know when God showed me something that, that you know, a year down the line happens. Record what he says, my point. Record what you see, okay? Because the Lord's speaking to you, all right? Now, I want to address real quickly the area of your imagination, okay? Because in soaking um, and how one often receives revelation from heaven, um, it's through our imaginations. And I want to mention this um, because many of us have this desire to access God and have visions and have this time with him, but we're not accessing it. And I think it's because we don't understand how God designed us and how he communicates. God communicates to us through an, areas, uh, through an area of our body that Paul calls the eyes of the heart. This is in Ephesians 1, 16, okay? For I always pray to you, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know... And understand the hope to which he has called you. Okay? Now, the word for I here is Greek and it's optimadula, and it's an organ of sight by extension or faculty of mental perception and understanding and imagination. Okay? Now, another Greek word here used for heart is dianoia, and I probably didn't say that right, forgive me. And this word does not mean physical heart. It actually means your mind, your thinking, and your imagination. Okay? So, Strong's Concordance says this in regards to the imagination. This is the part of the inner person that thinks and processes information into understanding, including the making of choices, the seed of which is the heart, synonymous with the mind. So, Hebraic thought, okay, 
taught that the heart that Paul's talking about really represented a person's mind, thoughts, and imaginations. So Paul was saying we receive information and understanding through our God-given imaginations. Who created the imagination? God. Okay? Who created your eyes? God. Okay? He created your voice box. We go, we're not going to use that because it could be new age. No, no. But when we hear about the imagination, we all have this freak out moment. Okay? You know, (laughs) we do. We think it's demonic. Okay? Yes, it's important to have your mind sanctified, and we're going to pray about that. But the thing is, you cannot see God if you deny that your imagination can be used and exist. You're shutting down one of the main things he gave you for you to have understanding to use to communicate with him. We don't know that because we are Greek linear thinkers and we're not Hebraic thinkers. The Hebrew people knew what that meant when he said that, okay, that the eyes, they knew it meant your mind and your understanding. So let's read that verse again. I'm going to plug the words in for you, okay? This is Ephesians 1, 16, 18. For I always pray to to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the deep, intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart, your mental perception, understanding, and imagination flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. So, the imagination is not evil. It's a gift from God. What's important about the imagination is uh, that we just consecrate it to God. It belongs to him. We consecrate it. It keeps the enemy out. All right? So we're going to lead you in time of soaking as a group, okay? Then we're going to share what God has done. We're going to share a little bit of things of what God may be doing. First, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to focus our minds on Jesus because we're actually going to have a focused soaking session, okay? Because soaking is all about intimacy with Jesus, All right? That's the goal. That's the number one goal. Everything else that comes, all the prophetic words, all that stuff is like um, whipped cream on the Sunday. Okay? But Jesus is the Sunday. And the good thing is the Holy Spirit loves to testify about Jesus. Okay? Jesus is his favorite subject. So first, we're going to pray a soaking prayer. And I'm just going to pray it out loud and you repeat after me. Okay? So I want you guys to get comfortable. Just be comfortable where you're at. All right? And we're going to press in, all right? Holy Spirit, we invite your presence here. Lord Jesus, we invite you to come. Come, Lord Jesus. We're hungry for you, and we ask you to come and minister to us tonight. Let us have encounters with you, Lord. We say we're ready and we're willing. And we're going to pray this soaking prayer. So I'm going to pray. You just repeat after me, okay? Lord Jesus, I consecrate my mind, thoughts and imagination, ears and eyes, body and soul, will and intellect, desires and emotions, and attitude to you. I plead the blood of Jesus over every one of these areas, cleansing them from sin and all soulishness. And I cover them in the protection of the shed blood of Jesus. Lord Jesus, sanctify my mind. Sanctify my spiritual senses. 
Sanctify my eyes and ears. In the name of Jesus, I bind up all demonic attacks and spirits sent against these areas. I also bind up, in the name of Jesus, the soulish voice, the soulish imagination, and the soulish will, and declare they will be silent. Holy Spirit, come be my guide and my intercessor during this time. Seal me in your presence. Open my eyes to see and my ears to hear. Teach me more about Jesus. Reveal to me more about Jesus and soak me in his presence. In Jesus' name. For more information, podcasts, videos, prophecies, and teachings, simply go to fromwaterintowine.org and follow us on Facebook at The Water Into Wine. This podcast is produced by Media 12 Productions, media12.org.